Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, here we go. It's episode 77 of Catfish on Ice with Chad Pitt and Rich Al. Rich, you do that every time when I open an episode. You're just like, wow. I what can't believe episode is it? I can't believe that it's so many. That's the thing. It just oh, it's like crazy. Well guess what? Tonight's Thursday. It's episode 77. And if you if you're counting correctly, Monday was episode 76. So that's that's why we're oh, at yeah. episode 77. Oh yeah. It makes it it's making sense to you now. But we appreciate everyone being with us tonight. We have another episode night where we're not reacting to a game afterwards. It's just the way the schedule is working out this year. It's been kind of a weird schedule. But uh, we just uh, watched a back-to-back, a brutal back-to-back for the Preds. They play Calgary, who is playing great. Then they play Edmonton, who is just loaded. And so it was a really, really difficult back-to-back. And they split those games, but their four-game winning streak is officially over. Uh, we wanted it to last forever, but newsflash, it did not last forever. It's officially over. But it's okay because the, they fought hard. They they did not go out without a fight. They were just up against a very great team. But we're going to get into that game. We have a lot to get into. I feel like I say that every episode. But it's really true tonight. We have so much to get into, even though there's not a game to talk about tonight. Uh, we have uh, some other NHL news that's really a big deal. Jack Eichel finally, finally. gets out of Buffalo. Finally, finally. is the impetus there. He is out of Buffalo. He got out somehow. He snuck out. I don't know if he got on a boat and snuck out. I don't know what he. I don't know if he tunneled his way out. But he is out of Buffalo, and he is in Vegas. He has gone to the Vegas Gold Knights, and there was a lot of. There's like probably like. Nine other teams I would rather him go to than Vegas. But Agreed. Jack Eichel is going to the Vegas Golden Knights. We will break down that trade. We will talk about how we feel about it, how it affects the rest of the league, who won that trade. We got to get into that. We got to talk about <laughs> Phil Forsberg because oh, this man. injury, bummer, it's not just any injury, if you ask me. It is like got some serious ramifications to the rest of this season in a couple of different ways that I really want to get into. So that's good. We're going to get into that. That's going to be our opening face off. We're going to, I'm going to get Rich's thoughts on that as well. It's a pretty big deal. If you ask me, it's not just some regular injury. It, it's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about Pecorine's Jersey retirement ceremony. Finally being announced. We can put it on <laughs> the calendar. We know the game. We know the date. Let's talk about it. We're going to get into it. We yep. love Pecorine. We never, ever shy away from talking about Pecorine. No, I miss him so much. <laughs> I do as well. I do too. I watched the I watched the interview, man, and I was just like, gosh, man, this hate. Yeah. Time is uh, cruel, but. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to get into that. That's some good news there. Uh, what else we got here? Power that, That's it. Oh, and we got to do our – it's Thursday night, so we got to do our battle for the Central Power Rankings, which – I mean, once again, it's going to be difficult to talk about, but we're going to go back and look at all the games, and we're going to see if has anything changed. Has Colorado <laughs> made up some ground? Are they finally starting to look like the legit Colorado Avalanche? Uh, let's see what happens with that. That's going to round out the episode. This is Catfish on Ice, episode 77 with Chad Benton and Rich Howe, brought to you by DraftKings, and we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Our opening faceoff tonight is going to be Philip Forsberg. Oh, man. In this injury, yeah. We got to talk about it because this is, for me, this is uh, a very, very serious deal here. It can not only have a really big impact on how the Predators do in the standings and in these next few games, but it could actually have an impact on the long-term future because in case you're living under a rock and you're not (laughs) really paying attention much lately, 
Bill Forsberg's in a contract here, folks. And yeah, this does not we d- bode well for him. And we do not know what week to week means. It's never a good thing when the injury designation is week to week. One thing I can tell you is it's it's a serious injury. You don't get that designation in hockey if it's a minor injury. If it's they don't give you week to week. That just doesn't happen. And so that when I saw week to week, that scared me. Yeah. And the thing about hockey is, and I I want to get your thoughts on it, Rich. The thing about hockey is it's so much it's so much different than other sports. It's so mysterious. Like you don't know what exactly is going on. It's either upper body or it's lower body. They give you these really generic timetables. And Mm -hmm. what does week to week even mean? Week to week, there's 52 weeks in a year. What the hell does week to week mean? You know, you know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm really nervous that this is gonna linger and who knows how many games. Your guess is as good as mine on how many games Philip Forsberg might miss from this. Uh, but, Rich, just kind of give me your original thoughts from this because, it's for me, it is a very uneasy, uh, unsettling moment right now for me, and it, I can't get rid of it. And I'm already having to deal with Derrick Henry being out. Oh, I know. Man, and so now i got to deal with Philip Forsberg. Rough. So I watched the game, and um, obviously he collided with Roman Yossi, and it didn't look like much, and he kind of stayed out there a little bit. Um, but then after the game, they showed like a slow motion. I think he, when they collided, he hit his head, like Yossi hit his shoulder or something. That's probably, yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm obviously he's got probably a concussion of some sort, but, um, it looked, it looked worse when I watched it in slow motion. Um, it is, it's a bummer. I mean, it's so, it's horrible, like all the way around. Cause like he was, really picking up his production. He was, you know, getting his point total up. Um, they were looking good. And then last night with him out, they had to mix the lines all up. And and that that's not even getting into his contract and all that, like what, what this means for the rest of the year for him. Like how and that's really – So many questions. And that is really honestly what has me worried is his contract <laughs> negotiations here and his status here because – I do think the Predators can maybe survive without him in the lineup for a couple games. I do think he's a very important player, obviously. But it's not even about can the Predators figure out a way to win a game or two without him or however long it goes. I'm I'm, I'm thinking about contract negotiation status right now. Because the double whammy here and really what could really go wrong here is not only do the Predators – completely fall apart without him in the lineup, which is very possible. But then the Predators become total sellers and not players in the playoff race. And then they almost have to trade Philip Forsberg and get what they can out of, or at least you would think. You've also got the possibility that Forsberg decides to do kind of what Jack Eichel did, and not on the same level, but go that same route where it's like, I don't feel like you're, you're a contender, and I don't want to sign here. I know that Jack Eichel demanded a trade, and and Forsberg's, you know, but it's the same idea. Like, Forsberg, Forsberg can decide that he – I know he said – I know he says that he loves Nashville. He wants to stay here. That's all – players are going to say that. I'm not saying he's lying. I'm not saying he's lying. But I am saying that players are going to say that kind of stuff, especially yeah. when they're still on the team. But there, there's a very good possibility that this could really impact his his status when it comes to his contract year here. And it's very different than if – and he was playing great. I mean, he, he was, was doing very well. He had seven points in nine games. His uh, Corsi is looking really good this year. He's, he's averaging the same amount of ice time he's <laughs> averaged his entire career. So nothing – when you look at his numbers this year in a very small sample size – Nothing sticks out where you're like, okay, something's not right here. Everything looks, checks out here. Like he's playing well. He's doing what he has to do. He's a big part. What really stinks about this whole timing of this, and this is never could never be good timing, what's really bad timing about this is that it looked like we were finally seeing a lot of really good chemistry with this lineup, namely Mikel Granlund centering Matt Duchesne, 
and Philip Forsberg. It was benefiting all three of those players, and it was also benefiting the entire team, which gave you that four-game winning streak. Rich, kind of tell me about that, man. Like, do you kind of agree with that? How do you? What do you think? What do you think this is going to do to the lineup now that Philip Forsberg's out? <laughs> we saw that Rocco Grimaldi's in. He came in last night against the Oilers. And he was He's fresh. Prop- he was, he was fresh. He was all over the place. But kind of give me your thoughts. Do you think he sticks around, Rocco Grimaldi, or do you think that we're about to see another prospect called up? Yeah. Um, to touch on what you said a minute ago about um, how they'll do without Forsberg, I think they'll be – I mean, they, they actually hung in with Edmonton for the first two periods. They were in a pretty decent position. But then – I mean, watching the Oilers is like watching a video game. I mean, those guys are so good, and they just they turned it on when they had to. Um, yeah, I hate the the lineup change. I mean, I know it's necessary, but um, like you said, they were building good chemistry. Um, I really liked what they were doing, and and now I, it's it's such a hard thing to to even guess at. But mm. moving you know, moving Grimaldi up to what was he on the second line or was he on first? I don't I'll remember, have to go back and look at that. I'll yeah. That's not really, I mean, he, he looked good. He was skating all over the place cause he had fresh legs, but I don't know if that's sustainable um, with the way the team's built now. Well, um, we, we've already mentioned this and you just, you actually just said it. It's nothing on Rocco Grimaldi here, no. but I don't think he fits into the type of team this team is anymore. No, and so we're all, you know, the, the the popular hashtag was free Eichel, but I'm like free Rocco. Yeah. Because if he can find the right landing spot in another team, he could still be a really good NHL player. So I'm glad that he's getting this opportunity, but let's be honest here. He is not going to replace Philip Forsberg <laughs> at all. Not at all. And so it's going to take a full – team effort a full collective i know a lot of people are pointing out matt duchene today and saying matt duchene's gonna have to be the one that has to but he's already playing pretty damn good so how much more do you so how much more do you want him to do like (laughs) i get it you want to come out and say well matt duchene's gonna have to come out and uh step up and be the i get that but he's already playing pretty well so i don't know what more you want him to do unless you want him to be the next Connor McDavid, like, honestly, like, he's playing really well right now. So, even if he keeps bringing that same uh, production, I still mm-hmm. don't think that's going to be enough to replace Forsberg. So, now yeah. you need you need someone else from the bottom six to step up. And I just don't think it's going to be Rocco Grimaldi. Tanner Janot, I think of him. Uh, he's going to have to keep elevating his game. Uh, like he has been. I hate to put right. that pressure on him, but I'm not afraid of him of him not doing that. I know he'll step up to the occasion. I got a big one for you. I got a big player. It's big I bet game. I know who it is. Oh, I, I'm sure you do. You always I seem to know what I'm about to say. I and we I don't know. even. I don't even share my thoughts with you all the time. Yeah. Nope. It's Ellie Tolvanen. <laughs> That's it. He's got. I'm sure a lot of people knew what I was about to say that are following the team. <laughs> Ellie Tolvanen's got one point in ten games. Yeah, he, dude, has been, gonna, he has been virtually he's been virtually invisible. I mean, I love the guy, and I think he's still got a really bright future. But he has there are nights where I have to make sure that he actually played. Yeah, oh yeah, right. And I'm being <laughs> brutally honest here. I have to check and make sure he actually played. He for whatever reason, and you can blame it on a lot of things. We can dive into the analytics to see what's going on there, but he's just not been effective, he's not been productive. It's obvious. And so, guess what? We need Ellie Tolvanen. I'm sorry. I'm go. I'm putting my chips on the table. If I'm John You're Hines, right. I'm putting I'm putting Ellie Tolvanen on in Philip Forsberg's spot. <laughs> yeah, Philip Ellie Tolvanen, Mikael Granlin, Matt Duchesne. Let's see if Ellie Tolvanen can somewhat replace the at least the offensive production yeah. that Philip Forsberg was doing. I say this all the time. Forsberg gets overlooked all the time for being a really good, hard-hitting defensive forward. And so I don't think we're going to be able to replace that. I don't really see anyone in the lineup that's going to be able to come in quickly and replace that. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of – we're out on that one. But when it comes to offense, the team's already offensively challenged as it is. It's going to – the power play is going to take a hit. Ellie Tolvanen, it's your time to shine. It's your time to step up. 
I 100% agree. So before Tolvanen got hurt last year, um, he was on a tear. Like he looked amazing on the power play. He was getting good looks, killer shot. He got hurt. That all went downhill. And I don't know what's going on, but like, well, to be fair to Tolvanen, to be, I'm gonna let you finish, but I want to get, I want to let you say this real quick. To be fair to Tolvanen, because we, we're all about fairness around here. Tolvanen was getting like no ice time. He's getting like 12, 13, 14 minutes. His ice time went up to almost 17 minutes last night against the Oilers. So he's going to get more ice time now, naturally. So let's yeah. see what he can produce here. Let's see what yeah. he can get in. Finish your thought, Rich. I'm sorry I cut you no, off. No, you're totally fine. Just watching him last night, like, and obviously they're going up against Edmonton, but like he was just having a hard time getting in position. And there was one opportunity he had, I think they were on the power play. He was like right in the slot and like could have shot it easily, but he but he opted to pass. And like, I don't know, it just I guess he just doesn't feel comfortable right now. Yeah. Something's going on. I don't know. So it's look yeah, it's looking like last night, according to Brooks Brett uh Bratton, uh Tolvanen was on the top line with Johansson and Grimaldi last night. Okay, so it was Grimaldi on front. In warm-ups, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, I mean, he got almost 17 minutes of ice time last night. So, obviously, he got a very big increase in playing time, which is good. But, I mean, you're still looking at it. I got to look at his numbers here. But uh, really, yeah, I want to see good. those shot totals. Uh, but the thing of it is, and you can't go off one game here. It's going to take a long sample size here. We got to see how long Forsberg is going to be out for. But Tolvanen is a player that really just instantly I thought of. I didn't think of Duchesne. I didn't think of Johansson. I didn't think of Grandland. They're all playing pretty well as it is. I don't know what more you want them to do. Tolvanen is a player that can get the Preds over this uh, period of however long we're missing Forsberg, however long that ends up being. Yeah, and they put a lot of faith in him last year and this year, you know, with the, the progression of his game and, like, they're, they're giving him what he wants. You know, he had, he had, he had, and now he had, it's – he had four shots on goal last night. So, I mean, that's that's good. That means he was aggressive. But either way, uh, it's going to be tough. We have to wait and see. We're not going to pretend to know what's going to happen. I'm just saying that I have a little bit of paranoia going on right now when it comes to uh, what could what this could turn into on multiple angles. So, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, we'll get some more news on it as the days go on. But I'm telling you right now, these hockey injuries, when it's week to week, they're very mysterious. They don't give updates regularly. And I'm telling you, one day we're just going to wake up and they're going to say either one of two either one of two things. Either Forsberg's on IR or Forsberg's going to play tonight. That's true. It's one or it's literally one or the other. It's feast yeah. or famine. And I'm what? really really keeping my fingers crossed that he only misses like two or three more games. And he can get back in there and have a really strong season. And the Preds can hopefully have a good season as well. And we can make sense of keeping him on this team. Because I really what, do like Forsberg. Oh, yeah, totally. I don't want to lose him. What kind of stinks is like without him. So their schedule looked a little better in November after they got after they got past Edmonton. You know, they got yeah. Chicago coming up, Arizona, Ottawa, Montreal. Dallas. Dallas. Dallas, Dallas definitely. Those are all games like – I feel like with him in the lineup, I'm pretty confident that they would win those. But, man, now without him in there, it just puts everything in question. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's a huge I mean, blow to the lineup. Yeah. So, we'll just have to wait and see. But we, that's our opening face-off. It's the Philip Forsberg injury. The Philip Forsberg mystery is what we should oh probably call it. Because, honestly, we just don't know how long this is going to last. He might yeah. be back next week. He might miss three or four weeks. It's really that uncertain. So, Borvieski was out, too. Yeah. So, and that I think that had an impact that, on on defense. Well, of course well. it did. Of course it did because it put Big Ben time. Harper back in the lineup. Uh, man, I know we, you know, Kyle Perkins, who's on here for for Perks picks, is like big, big time against Harper. And I'm starting to get on on board with that a little bit. I was watching him a little closer last night, and he just man, looks that, lost out there. He, he looks lost. He, yeah. I mean, I just, I just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we could spend a whole episode talking you about could. that, but uh, it might. I don't have enough uh, ibuprofen in this place to, oh, to fix my headache if we do that. Yeah, All right. <laughs> All right. Let, let, let's quickly get into this game against the Oilers. I honestly 
It mm-hmm. sucks to lose. It always sucks to lose. But I'm not really going to get overly worked up or upset over this loss because, honestly, the Oilers are a ridiculously stacked team. And when you have Dreisaitl and McDavid, it's not even fair. And, honestly, Connor McDavid got thrown. All right, he didn't have baptism by fire, per se, on his first NHL game. But right. he really got thrown out there in his second game. And, honestly – he did about as good as you could have hoped he could have done. I don't think he had a horrible game at all. Uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of goaltenders who would have given up those goals that Connor Ingram gave up. And we're talking Absolutely. about ve- we're talking about veteran NHL goaltenders. So yeah. this is in no way coming at Connor Ingram. He but he was really thrown to the he wolves was. in this game, and they had to. It's a back to back. David Riddick's not quite ready yet. UC Soros has already started eight of nine games this season coming into this game. So, yeah, I'm not saying the Predators did anything wrong by starting him. They probably would have lost that game with Soros in net as well. Let's be honest here. Yeah, so the Calgary – you watch the Calgary game and, like, that was a rough game. Calgary is – like, they're tough. I mean, they're – The Preds were lucky to win that game. I'm going to be totally honest. Yeah, they stole it. They absolutely did. So, obviously, back-to-back, you know, they're going to be tired. Soros was probably tired. Ingram made some really good saves. Oh, I mean, that one save he made was was oh my gosh, save of the year. I mean, he like dove over the crease, and you thought yep. it for sure it was in. Drysido could have had three or four goals last night. Absolutely, he could have. And he was he was yeah. taking target practice every time. So, I, full disclosure, <laughs> I did have to work the boring uh, day job, as you will. So I didn't uh, catch anything. I caught the end of the second period and all the third period. I did yeah. go back and watch the full game uh, afterwards. So I, I still did get to watch the game. But watching the game live, I come in, and I'm really starting to watch it in third period closely. And I'm like, every single – almost every, like, 30 seconds, the Oilers were on an odd man rush. Absolutely. And who do you know who's waiting to shoot and pull the trigger? It's Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just I felt so bad for Connor Ingram. He was like out there, like just flailing, just like <laughs> doing his best to make sure that the that the Oilers didn't put up seven or eight goals. You know, yeah, and, it, and, and he it did a really good job. Out. He 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 really stole some goals away from Drysaddle. Drysaddle should have had uh, yeah. at least a hat trick last night. Yeah, and the score one of the one of the goals was an empty net, so the score That's was really four to, four to two. Yeah, he yeah. made some great saves. Um, but they announced today that they actually uh, moved him back to um, Milwaukee today, and they activated yep. Riddick. So, yep, which is good news for David Riddick. We're happy for yep. that. Uh, Connor Ingram, I think it's really it's been really good experience for Ingram. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great for his development, even with only two games. I agree. He's going to go back to Milwaukee now. Hopefully, he's going to help that team get off the snide and start winning. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's going to be give him a whole new perspective on his career, and it's just it's really good for him. So even though he took a he took a tough loss, um, everyone knows deep down that he was going up against a outstanding team with uh, two of the best offensive players in the world, yep. and he did a, he still did a good job. So I got some great. I got some I got some underlying numbers here that I wrote down from last night's game that I kind of dove into. So high danger chances for, if you look at, this is per natural stat trick, which is your go-to source right. if you want to get into the analytics. High danger chances for, you look at five on five, this is going to blow your mind, Rich. At five on five last night, the Preds had 11 high danger chances for, the Oilers only had seven. Wow. Really? <coughs> That doesn't make sense. Now, it do, it's going to make sense to you when I share the rest of this stat. Okay. <laughs> when the Oilers were on the power play, oh yeah, they added another four high danger chances. And in the end, they ended up in all scenarios, all chances, all different chances. That let them out have 13 to 12 advantage on high danger chances over the Preds. So the Oilers on the power play is what changed the entire makeup of that game last night. The Preds absolutely equalized the Oilers at five-on-five five last night. If anything, 
they forced the Oilers to have to make some really tough saves at five yeah. on five, which keeps going to show you. We know this. The Preds are a very difficult team to play against when the tables are even, when it's five yeah. on five. They play very stingy defense. They hit you in the mouth. They play a very rugged style. But unfortunately, that leads to a lot of penalties. And when you're playing a team like the Oilers, you cannot yeah. be giving them power play opportunities. You cannot do it. You and unfortunately – that was the main – yeah, but you really can't do it when you're down 5-4 yeah. on yeah. the man advantage. And that's Absolutely. unfortunately what they did, and the Oilers feasted in that area. They sure did. And, and you know, like I said earlier, the, the Predators actually hung with them. They were in it. They did. That third period, man. I think they, they outshot them. They outshot the Oilers 33-30. to 30. Uh, Which, So, I mean – That's good that it wound up being that because in the first period it was like – Nine to twenty or something crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah. So you can you can huh. hang your hat on you can hang your hat on that loss, even though you never want to see your team lose. Four game losing streak. It's a back to back, and you lose to the Oilers. You'll take that. Here's what it comes down to. Now they got the Vancouver Canucks coming up <laughs> tomorrow night, Friday night. If you're listening the next day to the podcast, they got the Vancouver Canucks, and it, I'm sorry, even without Forsberg, this is a very much a toss up game for me. Let's see oh, yeah. if they can. Let's see if they are built to be a playoff team this year. And you know how what playoff teams do? They they dust off a really tough loss and they bounce back quickly. Yeah. Let's see if the Preds can bounce back quickly. That's what we need to see because <laughs> the Vancouver Canucks are not a team that scares me. They do have a really good goaltender, Thatcher Demko. They do have some decent players on their team. I'm not saying they're a, a slouch, but it's still a game that you feel like the Preds have proven they can beat a team like the Canucks. So yeah. they got to turn the page quickly. UC Soros is going to have to be locked in once again. Uh, it's going to take some really low-scoring wins for the Preds. They're going to have to yeah. win these games two to one, three to two in overtime. Maybe they're going to have to really figure out how to play their style, but also be smart and not take really bad penalties. Yeah, and then Sunday going into the Chicago. So. Yep. Yeah, you know, that's always a that's always no matter what Chicago's got going on, that's usually a tough game. So Yep, for sure. All right. This is episode 77 of Catfish on Ice. Again, the Preds four-game losing streak comes to an end. They lose to the Edmonton Oilers five to two. Uh they get goals from Ryan Johansson. And they also get a goal from Matt Duchesne. Matt Duchesne's got four goals on the season now. He is suddenly turning into the point producer that everyone wants to see. Love it. Brian Johansson, so it keeps the power play cooking with another goal. He's got four goals on the season as well. Matt Duchesne has a two-point night. Roman Yossi has two assists on the night, I believe. Yep, he sure does. I'll take that. So, so you're still getting a lot of point production from your top players that you want to see. So that's still really good. But, again, Pred's got to quickly figure out how to turn the page. Let's get to some positive news here. Positive and that is, we know now when Pecorine's jersey will be retired. We always knew it would happen. It was a matter of when, not if. And it will happen on February 22nd of 2022, this this current season. And it's going to come against the Dallas Stars. I kind of like that. I like the opponent they picked. Yeah, I do too. It would have been good to, if uh, Chicago – was coming to town to do it on that night. That would have been a good. That one would too. that would have been perfect. But I, I get it. They yeah. got to make certain plans. They got. I'll still take the Dallas Stars. That's still good. Oh yeah. Either one of those is perfect. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad they're doing it. Um. I actually got an email today. They're like trying to sell tickets, like ticket packages for the whole thing. Um, well, I heard those ticket prices are already like skyrocketing. They, boy, they sure did. So. Um, when I've gone to the game, I usually like sit up in the upper section, but right on the rail, like section 325. Yeah. Tickets. There was like two tickets left in that section and they were up really high and they were like $125. Those are usually, you know, a hundred bucks or less. So, oh, the re so as it gets closer, the resale value is going to get even higher. I feel oh, like, yeah. And I don't you even think it's going to, I don't think it's going to matter how good the team's doing either. I think, no, as it gets closer. The demand for it's going to get higher, and everyone should want to be there. I mean, it's going to be – I mean, it doesn't even matter how good the team's doing at this point. Everyone who wants to be there needs to be there, and it's going to be an amazing night. And they announced it on his 39th birthday. 
which I found very, I found it very interesting. That was not a coincidence because Pecorine already said that he knew for a few weeks that this was happening, that David Poyle, David Poyle had called him and told him about it. He has said how he had taken his uh, dog to the vet and everything. And he got the call then, which by the way, I've got the dogs out tonight. Normally I lock them up in my room when I'm doing the podcast, but the dogs are out today and they're actually being very well behaved during the podcast. And uh, yeah, they're not making any noise, but if you do hear a bark in the background, that's what it is, but they've been quiet tonight. But anyway, so I love that he's a big uh, dog person too, but uh, yeah, he basically, here's what I love about his uh, quote here. He literally, so this is from the National Predators website, but he said, quote, I was sitting in my car and David Poyle called me and he just congratulated me and broke the news. I think for half a minute, I was pretty much speechless. And here's what I get out of that, man. He's so Pecorine is such a humble and just likable person. I mean, he's so down to earth. Like you really feel like if you went and had lunch with Pecorine – he would be a normal person. He wouldn't yeah. be like he wouldn't be some like gloating like celebrity that was like, look at me, like I'm so famous. No, he would be like a regular guy, a good friend. Absolutely. Anyway, to, to say that he was speechless, like everyone yeah. knew that he was going to get his number retired, <laughs> yeah. but he is yeah. still he still finds a way to be humble in the moment. In the moment, and not only that, when he mentioned it, he was like, you know, I really appreciate him hanging my jersey, but it's all. I couldn't have done it without my teammates and it's all about the team. I'm like, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's humble. That's exactly what that is. And like, he was doing the interview. He was in his parents' house. He said he was in his bedroom when he was a kid and like he took the camera and like flipped it around and like his dad like collects all of his jerseys, but he was in his actual bedroom when he was a kid. And I'm like, that's just so cool. Yep. And then I was like, I miss him a lot. (laughs) I miss him. I miss him yeah, so much. It really a is. A lot of people it's hard. Do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, and it's a and it's a really weird season because I mean, this is the first full season that the Preds have not had UC Soros or not had Pecorine since yeah. 2007, 2008. Yeah, and he even said something about like on opening night he was like, "Did I make a mistake? Should I be there playing?" But I think he well, he made a good he made a good I think it's a good choice. It was it was time for him. As much as we well, hated I, to see him go. I can tell you straight up that uh, I'm really glad that he didn't make the decision to go to a really bad team, oh, kind of like what uh, Mark Andre Fleury did, and because that would be really hard to watch right now as well. If we were yeah. having to watch Rene struggle with a bad team and just you know mess it mess up in that way, so I'm glad that he's enjoying retirement. He retired a Nashville Predator. I got. I don't think this ceremony would be happening this season if he was playing for another team right now. We would have had to delay it. So it's perfect that we get to have it this quick and, and all that. So it just works out great. So uh, everyone needs to be there again. February 22nd of 2022 is the date. So you've got to be there again. Pecorine. Oh, it's going to be February 24th. I gave everyone the wrong date. Wow. <laughs> February 24th, 2022. February I really 24th. wish. So I have a authentic – Pecorine home jersey. I really wish. I don't know how I could make it happen, but I really would like to get it autographed and framed. Oh hell! I don't yeah. know how to. I don't know how to make that happen, but gosh, I, I would love that so much. <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. All right, I'll work on that Christmas present for you, Rich. I don't. Thanks. I only. I have like less than two months to do it, but I'll figure it out. Uh, you're pretty crafty. I think you can figure. Let it out. me just pull Pecorine in my phone book here and give him a call. Yeah. I'm sure I can make it happen. <laughs> Uh, but he's the first Preds player, obviously, to be uh, to get his jersey retired in the team's history. Um, if we really want to think about it, maybe Roman Yossi would be the next one. His his story still very much has to be written, obviously. But if Roman Yossi won a Stanley Cup for the Preds, oh my gosh. I think he would have a good chance. I think he would have a good chance. I'm just saying. But other than Roman Yossi, other, all of them then. Retire all their jerseys, whoever wins the Stanley Cup. He'd be the captain. He'd be like, you know, the Norris Trophy winning. He, I, He's the only player on this current team that I think would have a chance. Uh, but anyway, awesome stuff for uh, Pecorine. Very happy for him. 
Uh, so awesome. And some good news there. <laughs> There's never bad news when it comes to Pecorino, though. I mean, no, you can so always cool. count on it. You can always count on it being really good news with him. So we're happy to talk about that. If you're going to the game, let us know. Tell us on uh, social yeah. media, at Catfish Ice, Please. on Twitter. Make pictures. Uh, also, yeah, go to our, we have a YouTube channel that we're streaming live on tonight, so go subscribe to that. We really appreciate that. It would help us out a lot. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into the, our, our next segment here. Before we do that, we're presented by DraftKings. NFL fans, I know you're hungry for another week of NFL action. We got Thursday night football going on right now between the Jets and the Colts. I'm sure most of our fans, 99% of our listeners, are going for the Jets tonight because why would we go for the Colts? Because they're in our division. Jets, Jets, Jets. Yes. But, yes, the DraftKings Sportsbook officially has you covered. They They are the official betting partner of the NFL. Got an awesome offer right now. You can just bet $5 on any NFL team of your choosing to win. And you will win $200 in free bets. I'm highly recommending you don't bet on the Titans this week. I'm just saying. Just being honest. Being they objective. This is your free betting advice. Don't use your $5 on the Titans this week. But either <laughs> way, either way, if the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, then there's also Daily Fantasy. DraftKings will not leave you empty-handed hand, on that. So go do that. And when you win, it's winner, winner, chicken dinner. And everyone loves, a chick- everyone loves a chicken dinner. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team. And if your team wins, you win with $200 in free bets if they win. THPN, use the promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook app. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 years or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers only. Restrictions apply and a minimum $5 deposit on any $1 wager required. One per customer. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Let's get to our, uh, let's get to our final two segments of the night. Before we get to our battle of the central power rankings, let's get let's get to this NHL news here. We can't overlook oh, yeah. this. Finally, it's over. Finally. I feel, I, like mean, been, I feel like we've been talking about this since, like, the dawn of time, like since, like, three years ago. It's like Jack Eichel finally has a new home. Every day I wake up and there, there's these rumor articles about, where is Jack, Jack Eichel going to go? Is he going to go to Calgary? Is he going to go to Anaheim? Is he going to go to – like all these different teams. Yeah. Finally, Jack Eichel has a new home. You're going to go to Nashville. Nah. We heard nah. that very briefly. Very briefly. Very briefly. But. We, we did. There were people who talked about it for a little bit. I never bought into any of it. No. He's going to the Vegas Golden Knights, so the rich get richer. No pun intended. No, no pun like intended, it. Rich. Oh, that's right. I wish the rich would get richer. <laughs> So, uh, what do you uh, think about it? What do you think about it, Rich? Like, right I mean, I, are, are you kind of annoyed as I am that he ends up with Vegas? Like, I'm happy that he's out of Buffalo. I am. I when, I see people fall on both sides of this through all this. <laughs> Some people are like, Jack Eichel's a crybaby. He's a cancer to a team. He didn't want to play. He forced his way out. And then I also see the people on Jack Eichel's side that say the Buffalo Sabres are a uh, – Poverty-stricken franchise. They don't want to win. They don't take care of their players. They did Jack Eichel wrong. He deserves to get out. I've seen both sides of this argument. I fall on Jack Eichel's side. He he is an outstanding, great player. And I watched part of his interview with Elliot Friedman. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it yet. Oh, it was so good. I bet it was. And I do have um, a couple. I do have a really – before we, I get to your thoughts on it, Rich, I had this quote. Uh, again, this was uh, Jack Eichel. I, I really recommend everyone going to Sportsnet on Twitter and checking out Jack Eichel's interview that he had with uh, Elliot Friedman. But this is the quote I pulled out of it. So Elliot Friedman asked, what went wrong, basically? Where did, it, where did the train go off the tracks, basically? And Eichel was very honest. He was very candid. He was very transparent. Now that he can be. 
<laughs> and he and he showed his and here's his quote. He said, "Really, re, where it really changed was before last season. We uh, the the Buffalo Sabers changed management, and we weren't in a position to go win." And paraphrasing here, but after that, he basically went on to say, "Look, like we weren't we weren't agreeing with the vision of the team. He thought the Buffalo Sabers were going into a rebuild. He thought they were." Yada yada yada, kind of like what the Preds are kind of going through. Yeah, but and Eichel and Eichel, the way he says it, Eichel wanted to say, "Hey, I can be a springboard into your rebuild. I can get you a couple prospects." But I and he said, "I'm a winner. I'm a. I want to be on a winning team. I I don't want to play for a team that's rebuilding." And he made a business decision for himself and me personally. I'm sorry, but I respect that. I do understand that he might have could have gone about it a different way, but at the same time, that's where I fall on it. Where do you fall on it, Rich? I'm a little on the fence because <clears throat> I agree. You know, they were so bad last year when he when he was with them, and like they just could not get anything going. So I understand him not wanting to play for them or whatnot, but like they're actually doing pretty good this year. Without them, they're like, and that that there's there's something to. I mean, hey, that. I think that's definitely won, fair. Yeah, I think they won their first three or four games like in a row. They were like three and zero, something like that. Um, so it, maybe it just wasn't a good fit all the way around. Um, I'm glad that he's going to get to play again. He's going to um, play for a contender, so he better show up now. He absolutely better show now. He, and hey, the money's on the ta- the money is on the table now. It absolutely is. Hopefully his surgery goes well. That's another big thing. Like, I don't know, you know, that's he's having back surgery and I'm sure it'll all turn out good, but like when's he even gonna be able to play for him? Like that, that's still that's still another mystery. I don't yeah. know about that. We'll have to wait and see about on that on that one. But uh he's definitely gonna be a part of that team when they're making their playoff run in their Oh, they're gonna I pull mean, a you, off probably, right? You, you know Vegas is gonna make the playoffs, and so just thinking about what he could possibly bring to them. Vegas has shown you, hey, we're 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 sick of falling short here. It's time for us to win a cup. And I'm sorry, they have no excuses now. <laughs> if no. Eichel ends up getting in there and playing, I saw so I want to give Jackie Redmond a lot of uh, credit. Jackie Redmond, she uh she's on NHL network and she is awesome. I love Jackie Redmond. I really highly recommend all hockey fans to go follow her if you're not already. But she, she put it out very, very plainly here. So her tweet today regarding uh, Vegas. Build through the draft, they say. Vegas, trades for Max Pacioretty, trades for Mark Stone, trades for Robin Leonard, signs Alex Petrangelo, trades for Jack Eichel. Obviously, right. she's be- obviously, she's being very sarcastic <laughs> there. But it just goes to show you there, there, that there's different ways to build – a Stanley Cup team, and the Vegas Golden Knights have definitely not gone through the homegrown talent route. Yep. They're looking to stack that team. But I'm telling you, <laughs> it's all going to come crashing down for Vegas if they don't deliver. Yeah. Because they, uh, they're, they're, they're mortgaging their future. Because let's talk about the actual details of the trade here. So yeah. Buffalo, I think Buffalo did really well in this return. They get a 2022 first round pick, which is basically like another really good prospect you'd expect. But it's conditional, I think, right? I think like, it's top 10 protected. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Top 10 protected. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't right, say that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a 2023 third round pick, still good. Yeah. They get Alex Tuck, who has already shown that he can perform on the NHL level. He's right, putting I up. I got something about that after you finish. All right, get into it. And then they got Peyton, they got they got a guy named Peyton Krebs where I had to kind of do some research on him. He has not made it into the NHL yet. He really hasn't even done much on the AHL level yet. He's a former 17th overall pick in 2019. So very much a still very much a project. But still, you essentially Buffalo gets four players through this draft and they get a starter. And Alex Tuck. So, Rich, give me your give me your Alex Tuck stuff. I looked in to him right before we went on. You you did you? Oh, you you sound like some private investigator. I I looked in homework. I did a little homework. I got on the interwebs and checked it out. He has not played this season yet. 
he's probably not going to play till the end of the season. He had shoulder surgery. Ooh, okay. He's not played at all. So I was, I was looking, I was wanting to see his stats to see like what, like if he was, you know, how he had done. So last season he had 33 points. Um, in 2018, 19, he had 52 points. So that's obviously the best, best season. So if he gets back to uh, being healthy, gets his shoulder rehabbed, I think he'll be really good for Buffalo. And I think that's going to wind up being a good um, part of the trade, but. So it, it sounds to me, it sounds to me like yeah. Buffalo is almost like the Predators in a lot of ways. They don't know whether they want to rebuild or not because they're actually playing right. decent this year. So it sounds to me like Buffalo is going to see what happens this year if they if they if they make the playoffs if they do better than expected then so be it. But it seems to me like Buffalo is still very very much um, in tune to the idea of we are going to build for our future. And it sounds to me like Jack Eichel wanted no part of that. And there was a lot of disagreement between him and the front office, which is obvious. And so now both sides get a fresh start. Yep. And we'll see what happens. I'm sure Buffalo fans have no love lost. I'm sure they're happy to see him go. <laughs> uh, like be. I said, I've, interact- I've interacted with a lot of different Buffalo fans who have said he is a cancer to a team. Yep. No one should want them, want him. And I get that, but they're also biased. And from, from an outsider looking in, you can't blame a player as, as talented as Eichel, or really any player, to be quite honest, for making a business decision that's personal to them, but especially on a player of Eichel's talent. Yeah. If he stays in Buffalo and just wastes away for the rest of his career because he wants to be a good sport or he wants to be a sure. good teammate or whatever you want to call it, then that's all well and good, but then his career pretty much wastes away in Buffalo. Yeah. So he made that business decision to say, I don't want to stay here and that it's best for me to go to a contender so I can build my legacy. And if he goes and, and if he goes to Vegas and they win a cup this year, he's going to look mighty, mighty smart, especially if he yeah. helps them win. If he ends up being a, a difference maker, let's say he scores a bunch of goals in the playoffs, he's going to look very, very smart. And I would not count him out on that yeah. with his talent. Well, the spotlight's on him now. He got what he wanted. He's on a contender team, so he needs to put up. And there you go. Like, he's up. got a lot of he's got a lot of pressure on him, and he does they have will a lot come, of pressure. And if he folds and he ends up yep. being a dud and Vegas falls short, it's going to yep. look really bad as well. well. And I think I think like the thing about being you know people saying he's a cancer in Buffalo or whatever. I don't know if the guys in Vegas will put up with that kind of stuff. They just seem like they're a little more no nonsense. Oh yeah, like players. Oh for sure. So, you know, I, I don't, don't think, think he. I, I don't buy into that though. I think that's bias. Yeah, bias. It, it probably is. It I don't think he's is. a cancer. I just think he didn't want to play there anymore. Yeah, I mean, they and, were and you know, you have a right to say that they were horrible last year. I can see why he wanted out, but you know, I don't know. All good right, let's him. get to our good for him. Let's good get to him. our final. Let's get to our final segment. That is our battle for the Central Week Three rankings. You ready for it, Rich? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. All right, we're going to start from the bottom. We're going to start from the saddest teams to the most happy teams this week, like we usually do. And I have a change of heart in my last place teams this week. I'm knocking Arizona back down to the eighth spot because, I mean, can I? How can I make an argument? I mean, I would, I would not, I would be like insane. I'd have to be blind to to not put him in eighth spot. Eighth place. They still haven't won a game yet. They're 0-9-1. Man. They're a ne- negative 29 goal differential now. That's so bad. Just – it's – I I got nothing. If you remember last I got week, nothing we didn't for agree. You. Last week we didn't agree on any of I them. didn't. I was trying to be nice, and I moved them up to we're seventh. Good but we're good. Yeah. We're in full agreement there. So I know so, we're going to be good on two of them at least. So the Blackhawks have only one win in regulation – if you take out the Blackhawks and the Coyotes, every team in the NHL at least has three wins this year. Wow. That's so. I mean, we're talking about like, and there's only one, two. There's only three teams who only have three wins. No, four teams because Dallas. But I'm just saying, like, they are so bad. But it's like, okay, which one's worse? It's hard to say, honestly. But I, I can't put Arizona 
ahead of Chicago when at least yeah. Chicago's managed to get to overtime a couple times, and they have actually won a game this year. They did, and they actually almost beat um, St. Louis the other night. Um, We're sorry. about to get to that too. We're about to get yeah. to that too because I don't think Saint. I still think St. Louis is a little bit fraudulent. Just <laughs> saying. Flurry, Flurry had a really good night. I think he was like thirty-three or thirty-four, but the score was one nothing. They couldn't get a goal, so they. But the, but the well, I think the only reason why you can narrowly say that Chicago is less suckier than <laughs> than Arizona is that they do have Mark Andre Flurry at least. Yeah, I I say this every week, but I feel so bad for that guy. Like, I do too, and I'm really glad that Pecorino didn't go. I'm really glad that Pecorino did not end up taking that spot. Like from from what you hear, he's like. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Actually, you probably don't want to imagine this, but could you imagine if Pecorine was in Mark Andre Fleury's position right now? Let's just swap them out right now. Let's say the Blackhawks are o nine. Let's say the Blackhawks are their current record, and let's say instead of Fleury, it's Pecorine wearing a Blackhawks jersey, and he's getting trotted out there to that train wreck every night, and he's just getting roasted every night. That would be more torturous than watching the Preds lose. I don't think I could take it. I wouldn't be able to take it. I would have to turn off the TV. I would have to, like, not watch hockey. And that's what's bad. That's what's bad. It's not not Flurry's fault. Let's just be happy. Let's just just be happy and count our blessings that that Pecorine did not end up in that train wreck. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Their, Their win was pretty impressive, though, Chicago's. Like, I think Patrick Kane got a hat trick. Uh, oh, congratulations. They won one game. They're still bad. And I can't wait to – Preds, please do not disappoint me. Don't give the Blackhawks coming up. Like, seriously, it oh. – oh, my gosh. It's not – and there's a lot – you think people hated the Blackhawks before with all this uh, news, which they rightfully so. A lot of people are angry with the Blackhawks. A lot of people want to see them lose every game by – 20 goals if it's possible. And I totally understand it. I'm right there with you. Preds, please take care of business and beat the Blackhawks more than ever this weekend. Like, we need it. Let's do it. Just do it. Take care of business. You're yeah. so you're such the superior team, and the Preds are not going to play very many teams this year where they're considered the superior team. But you are the superior team in this, Absolutely you in this are. game. And you better, you better take care of business. Yes. All right. So we know who eight and seven are. I think sixth place is going to be completely, completely different from both of us. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I, I try to tell you, I've, I've been telling you for two weeks that it's the Dallas Stars. They're not that impressive. They're not who they were. Everyone yes, wants to right. think about the Stanley Cup season. Everyone uh, in the bubble, uh, they want to think about how they lost in six to the Tampa Bay Lightning and all that good stuff. And then they want to think about how last season they just had bad luck because they lost in overtime to the Preds so many times. There's something wrong with that team. I don't know if it's because they're just getting too old and their window has slammed shut. Alexander Radulov doesn't look the same. Tyler Sagan's not really doing a lot. Like they're just they're just not performing well. And so I'm sorry, I got them firmly in sixth place. I feel very very confident in putting them there. They're just they're just not very impressive right now. We are three for three because I have them there as well. <laughs> but you did not have them there the last couple weeks. You were trying to tell me that you didn't under you were you were thinking they were a lot better. I did actually, and they still yeah, and they and they still well they still could be. We're still early in the season, but we do these rankings from week to yep. week. We have fun with it. It's going to change every week. We're but not professionals, I I've, <laughs> we are not professionals, but I have been pretty. Uh, Sturdy yeah. on my opinion about the stars for the past yeah. few weeks. What and you said about I, them is absolutely true, though. Like they're very they, ordinary. They are, they're ordinary. They're a shadow of their former self. That's for and sure. And maybe the door, maybe that door, yeah. man, is like there's like a little crack of that door, or that window left open for them. And I think they're gonna have to do something this year. After this year, yeah. I just don't think it's just ugly. So. Yeah. All right. We're three for three. And I'm pretty sure last week we didn't agree on one of them. No, none of them. They were all. So now we're three for three all of a sudden. This is what we're trying to tell you. Every week, this is going to be completely different. Mm -hmm. So that's why you got to tune in because you just never know what you're going to hear from us. All right. Give me your number five. And I think I'm going to make some people mad with my number five, but let me hear yours. Um, 
I have the Predators at number five still. We're, we're four for fours. I also have the Predators at number five. Here's why. I The confidence in them is rising just a little bit. I'm cautiously optimistic. Even they, you know, they look good against Edmonton for two periods. They lost or whatever, but I just still don't have them. Until they show me a little more, I just can't. Well, can't we can hit. also – I'm also going to add to it, though. I think if the I'm taking injuries into account here. That's true too. Yep. If, if if the Preds had Forsberg and I knew he was going to be back and he was at full strength, I would probably put them at number four. But <laughs> as as they stand right now, I'm not even sure if they'd beat the Stars head to head right now. I'm not sure. Like losing Forsberg hurts really really bad. But we don't yeah. have to make that decision because they don't play the Stars anytime soon. But I'm just saying, I, I cautiously put them at number five because they have shown me a lot in these yeah. these past couple these past few games. Even oh, the right. loss of the even the loss of the Oilers, they yeah. the Predators have still shown me a lot, and I'm very pleased with them. I'm very happy with them. They've definitely responded this early. So even though they're five and five, and they're basically the exact definition of average, they're right there. Yeah. And so I got them at number five, which is basically right there on the doorstep of maybe making the playoffs again. (laughs) They've they've still got a lot more to prove. And now not having Forsberg in the lineup, I'm really worried that they're going to go on a little bit of a losing streak here. I hope I'm wrong. We'll see Friday. But that's that's why I got them at number five. Yeah, I have the schedule put up. They are playing Dallas on the 10th. All right, we got. Oh wow, is it that quick? And it's a back to back. The next uh, St. Louis. I thought they played Dallas a little bit later. All right, well, they're we still got five days to get ready for it. They're playing Chicago, Dallas, and St. Louis. All three teams that Predators fans do not like. And three <laughs> division games. And, and, and three division games in a row. <laughs> yep. So you want to well, talk about a big shift in the division race? I know it's yeah. early, but a big shift in the division race is going to happen in that three-game stretch right there. Yeah. Well, and then they're playing Arizona on the 13th. But wow. So you're, getting a, them. <laughs> so you're getting a lot of division games coming up here. So yeah. we're about to see a lot of maker we're, – we're about to see a lot of, okay, let's really see what you're made of and let's really find out if you're in this division race or not. Yep. Absolutely. So, But right now, all right, me and Rich got him at number five. Yep. Interesting. Yep. All right. So my number four team is I'm I really struggle with this. But I am going to put Minnesota at number four. <sighs> We're uh three for four. <laughs> because four they they've actually uh I think the guys over at the state of uh, state of hoppy and the soda pod have gotten to me. I joined their podcast right after the uh, Minnesota Wild <laughs> Preds game where the Preds beat the Wild. And they didn't convince me that night. But I've kind of been looking into them a little bit more. And they make a really strong case for their hometown team as far as maybe – I don't want to say they're fraudulent. I still think they're going to be a playoff team. But they, they're they definitely not doing anything that's just super impressive – they're six and three on the season, but they've actually got a negative goal differential on the season. And uh-huh. a lot of the game, and a lot of the games they've won have been by one goal. And they've also beaten a lot of really not very good teams. Yep. And so I've come around on it. And they've also lost a few couple games since then. And so I've got the wild. I got them dropping. They're they're my biggest dropper of the week. They drop. I've got them dropped all the way down to number four. They lost to the Ottawa Senators. In their last game, yeah, I looked. <clears throat> so I have Colorado at number four, um, just because of their record. I didn't put them up higher. I'm expecting like any day now, just like a big, huge push from them. But I think they actually lost like last night or the night, or or, in, or they're playing tonight. I can't remember, but I'm just expecting. Got, you know, well, we got a lot of games going out. Yeah, they're gonna figure it out. I'm waiting any day now. They're going to figure they, it out. They, they lost in overtime last night to the Blue Jackets. That was it. Okay. Yeah, that was it. So, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, all right, I got Colorado at number three. Yeah. I do because I do think – I actually think they're going to eventually 
come around to be the number one team. But as of now, I got them at number three. And it's just because they are still trying to figure some things out. I'm pretty sure Miko Ran- has Miko Rantanen been playing for them? I'm not sure. Because um, he is a great – he's an outstanding player, and I have not heard anything about him this year. He's yeah. been really quiet. I really like Miko Rantanen. Uh, I know McKinnon missed us some time. Yeah. yeah. Rantanen's out. Oh. Rantanen's been out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, 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 w- I, w- I wanted to double-check to make sure I was correct on that. But, yeah, Miko Rantanen is, like, a very important part of their team. And so when they get him back, once again, they have one of the best top lines in the league once again. If, yeah. they, get him, if they get him and Nathan McKinnon back together, yeah, hands down. So they're figuring it out, and they're still right there in the mix. I mean, it's not like they've, they, they've kind of slowed some things down and, and figured some things out. So I think they're going to easily figure some things out and be just fine. So got them at number three. And I've got the St. Louis Blues at number two, which means I got a new number one in the Central, there and it's it the Winnipeg Jets. There you go. Um, so I have Minnesota at three. I had them second last week. I moved them down. We already talked about it. They lost three of their last five. They've only scored four goals in those losses, like you said earlier. It was like they Whoa. lost. They only scored like one one goal or whatever. Um, I have Winnipeg at second. They've only lost one in their last five, and they, you know, they're still going strong. Um, so, um, so that so you, that leaves. You, you keep the Blues at number one for you. Keep the Blues at number one. They're still going strong. They've had some recent losses. There's chinks in their armor, but I mean, well, and they, they got and they got the ultimate crybaby Jordan Bennington in that. So, oh yeah, him and uh, David Perron. I can't. But those yeah. two guys are the main reasons why I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, I'm just, I'm just waiting for the St. Louis Blues to finally go on a little bit of a crash course and fall apart a little bit. They're still going to be, they're still going to be right there in the mix, probably. But I, I'm not. Re- I think Winnipeg's legit, though. They, they, yeah. they're legit. They've got they 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 can come in come at you in waves, just almost like the Edmonton Oilers can. Yeah. But with Connor Hellebuck and Net, man, and like man, like they're just they scare me, and they've got a great home ice advantage. Uh, so yeah, watch out for the Winnipeg Jets. They're my number one team this week, week three of battle for the Central. Rich has got the St. Louis Blues. We both got the Preds at number five. So we're which tells you we're not homers. No, no, we love our gosh, no. we love our Preds, but we're definitely not homers. We got them at number five. We're just not convinced yet, but yes. but next Thursday, before next Thursday's rankings, let's see how many games we got. We're gonna have one, two, three. We we got four. We got four games. So the Preds can absolutely prove <laughs> to me and Rich that they should be higher after yep. they play the Vancouver Canucks, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Dallas Stars, and the St. Louis Blues, which will round out. Their six game road trip. Yeah, man, and we'll be we'll be on after the game next Thursday too against St. Louis. So yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Hopefully, we're talking about a win. Yeah, we'll finally we'll finally get to have a game reaction. Yeah, yep. we'll, we'll finally get to have a game reaction episode. We haven't gotten to do that in a little bit. No, but yeah, so uh, a lot to prove here. A lot to prove. Yep. They're on the a very very long road trip right now and in fact they come back for just one home game and then they go back to canada for another three game road trip yeah man so this is a make or break part of the year for them being on the road and and, and, you know sometimes teams talk about it how actually being on the road clears their heads and actually is good for them yeah i I know the fans don't like to hear that because they want to think that they're the difference makers and all this but I I see plenty of players in all sports say sometimes it's good to be on the road. You clear your head, you get away from some of the noise, and you focus in on your goals. And so maybe this hope. I mean Edmonton, that was just I'm sorry, that was a loss, almost certain. I mean that that would have been a loss to a lot of teams. So I mean exactly. So now it's time it. they get it. They get a day off to reset to calm calm everything down. You got a Vancouver team who I called a toss-up this game. Then you get Chicago. You better take care of business. Dallas, 
another toss-up. If you get Forsberg back by then, fingers crossed. I feel really good about that. St. Louis, you know, I'm sure St. Louis is the favorite there, but we'll see. So there's still very much to be optimistic about here. But this has been episode 77 of Catfish and Ice with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, brought to you by DraftKings. Get the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. $5 bet on any NFL team gets you $200 in free bets if that NFL team wins. So go do that. Uh, Go to our YouTube channel and subscribe. We need subscribers. It helps us out a lot. We stream all of our episodes on there. We put, we're put. we going to start putting more and more content on there. we got to watch along. We plan on doing with the Hockey Podcast Network coming up very soon. So we'll pick a game where we actually watch the game and do our live episode while we watch it with a fellow podcast that covers the other team. Very so cool. we, are still, we are still making plans for that. So stay tuned. Got to subscribe to the YouTube page to really be in check with that. Rich, you got anything else to say as you're wearing your Winter Classic jersey? I'm wearing the Pecorine Winter Classic jersey. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah. just um, yeah, just need to get Forsberg back. Um, I was feeling really good about the season or the month of November and uh, looked like there was some games that they were going to win, should have win pretty easily. But now I'm just kind of – everything's teetering on the edge of – of yep. good or bad, so we'll yep. see what happens. It, 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 it put us right back into that uncertain uncertainty and it, it back, right yeah. back into that gray area. But Absolutely. the Preds are 5-5. Five and five. They're right there in it. They still yep. make the most out of the season. So stay tuned and stay along for the ride with us. We appreciate all of you for listening and following. We will see you next Monday for Episode 78. Until then, everyone, stay safe and take care. And this has been episode 77 of Catfish and Ice. See you later. Drive.